listeners, it is Shane Hosey here with a very special episode of the Grim Designs podcast. This week we're going to do half of what we usually we're going to do. We're going to we're going to keep the design part. We're going to kick out some of the grim elements. Uh, number one, you'll notice that I do not have a guest this week for reasons that I'm not going to get into. And number two, we're going to uh, just focus on a, uh, some fun design stuff without getting uh, too much into the grim stuff for reasons that I'm not going to get into. So recently, I have been distracting myself from things that I'm not going to get into with a game that I've been working on that is basically just started as a Pokemon clone. When I started writing it, I literally titled every file that I was working on just some kind of Pokemon with two question marks. This has developed into what I am calling Creechies, Tag Team Tussling. And I'm going to just sort of walk you through some of the ways that I've been putting this together, uh, give you a a peek into the uh, process. I'm not sure how long this episode is actually going to be. You're going to know better than me because you actually can see the timestamp on your little podcast app. So could you just give me a call and let me know how long this is going to be so I know when I can stop. All right, moving forward. What I usually like to do when I'm starting to work on something a little bit bigger than a normal Grim design is work on just sort of like an outline of ideas, just brainstorming in like a Google Doc. They're easy to share, they're easy to to show other people and get feedback for, so that's what I uh, usually like to use. Also, I haven't downloaded a word processor in years. So the main things that I wanted to do with this, um, some kind of Pokemon game, is I like random generation. I like it when uh, you can just make up a a character, or in this case, a a creature, very quickly from disparate elements, and they're still somewhat balanced, since this is going to be mostly a combat game. So that means a lot of charts, a lot of dice rolling, and uh, it's, it's something that I can actually set up in a Google Sheet which is the other thing that I did once I was done compiling my notes in the document. So I decided I wanted to do like four or five different types of Pokemon to come up with some sort of basic strength and weakness matrix, come up with uh, a list of descriptors that could be mixed and matched together to create unique sounding creature designs, and a basic a basic idea of what combat would look like. The note that I had was damage is two die X for a normal move, four die X for a weakness, and a one die X for a type strength. So I kind of kept that throughout the whole thing. And then I just had at the very end, just a couple of basic notes. I didn't want it to be just straight up Pokemon. Uh, There's another game that I've been playing recently called Temtem. It's for the PC. And the the big innovation is that it's a two-on-two battle. So I, instead of stealing from Pokemon, I stole from that, I guess, because what I wound up with is a tag-style battle, which is a little bit different. So instead of having one versus one Pokemon or two versus two, there is one active and one passive that still can perform helpful moves, but isn't directly in the line of fire taking damage, etc. And I, we could also add in some rules for maybe double teaming cheating a little bit uh within the within the realms of the rules uh which could be which could be kind of fun so once i had my notes together i decided that i would kind of let everyone else in on the process some of you may have actually watched this happen but i did a live stream over the weekend where i kind of actively worked on this game while sharing my screen with just twitch and facebook live and uh, as a result, I was actually able to get some helpful input from friends of mine, uh, Stephen Wilbur, uh, Alexandra Jade, Craig May, uh, just to name a few. And there were 
were a couple others that I, I'm, I'm fortunately blanking on right now. Hey, if uh, you help me with this game and I didn't shout you out, send me an email or call me on the phone. Please, I'm starving for human company. Uh, so the five types that I wound up with, with a little bit help from Stephen Wilbur, as I mentioned before, were spooky, wrestling, sneaky, magical, and chimera. So the basic matrix I decided to have was that the first four have kind of a rock, paper, scissors in a big circle. So spooky beats wrestling, wrestling beats sneaky, magical beats spooky, and then vice versa. Then I decided to have a fifth type that didn't really have any strengths or weaknesses uh, based on type, and uh, that wound up being the chimera type. Spooky, wrestling, sneaky, and magical all have uh, a lot of fun visual tropes that you can play with that uh, I wound up adding to the eventual like random charts that you roll on. Uh, Chimera gave me a little bit more difficulty, uh, but I'll explain how I kind of get through that a little bit later on when we get into the, the ways that um, the physical description rules worked out. So I'm going to switch over to my big old spreadsheet, and I just, just got done like uh, taking four or five sheets and cramming all the information onto one so that it's a little bit of a cleaner file. You guys don't care about this, but I do. So what I first started with was basic morphology. And now a lot of Pokemon, the idea is, you know, there's these different creatures. That one's kind of like a lizard, but it has fire on it. That one's kind of like a mouse, but it shoots electricity. So I just decided to start with a list of 50 just animals. I tried to make them all as different as possible. Actually, this is this is where Stephen Wilbur came in uh a lot of help because he would point out that like, well, I mean, a caterpillar and a worm are kind of the same thing. You could go ahead and get rid of one, add something in. So we wound up with 50 animal types, uh, including human. Decided just to throw in human. Just uh, if you roll a one on this chart, you get human. And just don't try, try to think of the implications of that. But things that even Pokemon kind of hasn't done yet, like dolphin. Uh, uh, well, just kind of looking at it now. Pretty much done all of these. Except for dolphins. So, hey, you know what? Creechies. We got dolphins. So all creechies will roll on this chart to get their basic physical appearance, their morphology. Next, you go over to the type morphology modifier charts. And based on your creechy type, which again is, is randomly determined with a D10, I think I decided on a D10. Since there are five types, it's basically you get a one or two, spooky. Three or four, wrestling, etc., etc. So each of the four main types have 12 modifiers. So for example, you roll an eight on morphology, you're a beetle. You are a wrestling type, you roll a d12, you get a five, you're a beetle with a wrestling belt. So that kind of gives you in a sort of evocative sort of description. So under spooky, we have things like mummified, gothy, paranoid, stitched together, creepy, skeletal. Uh, under sneaky, we have like hooded, poisonous, Silent, which I don't know. I Maybe mean, I should change that one. That's not very visually evocative. Camouflaged, which was a good one. Uh, one of them is just has a knife. You could be a goat with a knife. Under magical, we have things like hat, a beard, made of crystals, rainbows, levitation, fairy wings, and wrestling, I mentioned before, belts, swagger, human hands, which I really appreciate. I think that'll give a lot of weird ones. Buff, wears a mask, and uh, things like that. 
So this is where I came up on Chimera. I originally had like a lot of things like, oh, like two-headed, weird, fleshy, a lot of kind of honestly a little gross things. Shout out to Alexander Jade for making Chimera very unpleasant in the, in, in the end, kind of convincing me to change it through a negative example. I'm so sorry, Alexandra. But instead of having its own unique set of 12 modifiers, for Chimera type, you just roll twice on the morphology chart. So you just get two animals and you can mix and match them together as you see fit. So the next big thing that I put together once I started getting physical descriptions of my creatures, as they eventually became uh, known as, I started working on moves. And I decided that, again, like Pokemon, I was going to go ahead and steal that there are physical moves and special moves. This basically means that there are attacks that you, you do with your body, chops, kicks, strikes, headbutts, things like that. Uh, I also have locks and suplexes in here because it is tag team themed. Uh, and then special attacks are things like shooting a laser beam, uh, using a weapon, anything that like Ultraman or Common Rider could do with like lasers and stuff. I guess Common Rider does a lot of kicks, but anyway. <laughs> and then the third category, which is utility. Things like the your, your leer or your tail whip from Pokemon. These were things that were going to do a status effect of which I wrote. To, there's basically just buffs, debuffs, and either damage over time or healing over time. And I figured that these would be kind of a fun thing to use when your creature was not currently tagged in. I figured I would probably have some sort of rule that let you, maybe every other turn, let you use your off creature to do something to affect the match that was going on. So again, each one of these physical, special, and utility come with a verb. There are 20 verbs per category, so 60 total. The verbs are, like for physical attack, it's punch, kick, bite, club, elbow, etc., etc. Special attack, beam, grenade, bomb. Dragon Ball Z helped a lot of these. Flash, wave, cannon, things like that. And the utility, I tried to make them either movement or vocal based. So song, dance, shimmy, lick. Okay, let's take a brief moment to talk about the lick verb. Lick is the thing that got me to change uh, a lot about <laughs> how the the move modifiers for type came about. So originally I had one list of modifiers that would modify the verb of a, a move based on type. So spooky, you had like things like bone and spirit and slashing. So, you know, I was thinking of like bone fist or spirit cannon, things like that. But then I started getting stuff like bone lick, finishing lick, midnight lick. So I decided to <laughs> have three different categories of the the modifiers. So physical attacks get their own list of modifiers, special attacks get their own list of modifiers, and utility attacks with that dreaded lick get their own special list of modifiers. Now, you still have some that maybe aren't the cleanest. It, there is the possibility that you could generate a wrestling move called sweaty lick. It's still, you know, or a sneaky move, nocturnal lick. I eventually kind of gave up and decided, all right, it's it's just going to be the way that it is. So 20 verbs per type of attack, 12 modifiers for each category based on type. The only difference I eventually decided kind of on a whim is that 
maybe certain types of uh, certain creature types just don't do as well with um, physical attacks or some don't do as well as special attacks. So, for instance, the physical type modifier. These are the adverbs that get added to the physical moves. I decided that magical, instead of having 12, would only have four. This kind of represents, you know, the trope that magicians aren't that physically combative. So, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I decided that wrestling would have only four special types because, you know, wrestlers aren't known for shooting laser beams, uh, etc. Some are. That's why there's still four. Uh, one of the one of the adverbs is kayfabe, which I'm very proud of. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you know what that means. If you're not, uh, I guess Google it. K-A-Y-F-A-B-E. It's a weird concept, and it's easy to fall into a rabbit hole about it. And so finally, I decided that chimera-type creatures just don't do as many utility moves. So there's only a few. And in deference to Alexandra Jade, I kept one of their main contributions, which is the adverb fleshy. So you will get things like fleshy embrace, fleshy shimmy, fleshy lick. So, Alexandra, don't say I never did nothing for you. Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like, a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're, like, pressing the skip button right now. The last thing I did was I actually started working out the stats that each creature would have. I wanted to keep it simple, so there are only four. You have hit points, attack, physical, attack, special, and defense. So at the end of the day, you only have four numbers that kind of make up your creature. And each of those is affected by your type. And I decided to add another twist on it, a personality. So you have five creature types and 12 creature personalities. Each one has uh, positive modifiers, negative modifiers to each of the four stats. With types, one stat will go up by two and another will go down by two. So for instance, wrestlers will get a plus two to their attack physical statistic, but take a minus two to their attack special uh, statistic. And for the personalities, it is a uh, minus two to one, and then a plus one to two others. So it creates a bit more variety. I did some (laughs) basic math uh, trying to work out where these numbers would actually kind of wind up being. Uh, It became pretty obvious that I would need to start with a base number for hit points that would be modified by the type and personality, or otherwise that you could make a creature that had, for instance, negative four (laughs) hit points to start with, which, uh, you know, as much as I really appreciate games like Traveler from back in the day for letting you create a character that was already dead, I wanted to make sure that didn't necessarily happen here with the creatures. So all creatures start with 10 hit points and then five points in the other three categories, uh, modified up and down by personality and type. So you can still basically have uh, a a high of 9 and a low of 1 in attack or defense. 
at a high of 14 and a low of 6 for HP. This kind of leads smoothly into actual fighting. And for this, I tried to stay as pretty close to my original note as possible. I only changed not so much the amount of dice, but the type of dice. So there's a concept, if you're not familiar with stepping up and stepping down Dungeons and Dragons dice. So if you take a D4 and step it up, it becomes a six-sided die. If you take that and take it a step up, it becomes an eight-sided die. And obviously if you step down, then it becomes a, you know, D4, it's, it's up the chain. Basically, typical attacks, the attacker is going to roll 2d6, two six-sided die, and add their relevant attack skill to it. And the defender will roll 2d4 and add their defense roll. So the idea is that more often than not, there will be a higher attack total than defense total. And the difference is basically how much damage a creature takes. Obviously, if it's a negative, nothing has changed. We just treat that as a miss in combat. Uh, now, these things get modified when a creature of one type is attacking uh, the type that it has advantage against. So, for instance, if a creature is doing a magical move on a spooky creature, instead of rolling 2d6, it would roll 2d8. So the the dice have stepped up. And instead of rolling 2d4, the uh, spooky creature would only roll 1d4 and add their defense, and the attacker's still adding their attack. So the uh, obviously the, the results are going to be a lot higher, and the creature will take a lot more damage. This also translates to utility moves, which are a little more complicated because they do things like lower a stat a specific number for an amount of turns and a lot of these again are going to be fairly simple a lot of them are just four-sided dice so an attack that debuffs uh, your opponent's defense is typically just going to be a d4 amount so one to four minus their attack for one to four turns. None of these utility moves are modified by any of the abilities. The only consideration is type. So let's say, for example, a let's go with weakness this time. A creature does a wrestling type move on a spooky type creature. Now this is this is a bad move. This is a bad idea because wrestling is weak to spooky. So instead of doing one d four minus their defense, it is just one. It's just minus one to their defense for one to four turns. If that same wrestling move was done on a sneaky creature, which is uh, their, their type strength, instead of uh, 1d4 minus the uh, defense, it would be 1d6 for, again, one to four turns. This is a lot of math and a lot of dice talk. So again, I'm mostly just explaining the thought process that went into a lot of this stuff. And a lot of this we, you will get to see in the document that gets released alongside this episode where you can make your own creatures and fight your friends with them. Don't fight your friends. So when you put all of that together, specifically in a Google Sheet, uh, specifically when I put stuff like this together in a Google Sheet, I tend to do it in rows and columns with numbered rows to the side so that I can use certain Excel functions like random number, which will generate a random number between two values that I set, and also lookup, which will return a value based on a random number that I roll and I can pull from a chart. So basically, what I've built in Google Sheets is a creature generator. It creates a, a type, a description, a personality, and four moves, and along with all their stats. So... I figured that we could, uh, you know, round this off by just generating a couple of creatures and 
<laughs> just telling you about them and we'll just see what kind of fun we can have with this so the first one that sort of popped up right here is a spooky type creature which with the description is vampiric fungus its personality is tricky so obviously i'm picturing a, just a dracula mushroom right off the top of my head the four moves it has is a hell suplex which is a spooky physical attack a european lariat which is a wrestling physical attack tail club which is a chimera physical attack and then dirty arrow which is a sneaky special attack so this one does not have any any utility attacks it is purely combative uh, it has 10 hit points five physical six special and four defense so this is definitely one that gets in and tries to do as much damage as it can before it gets knocked out so that's kind of fun next we've generated a wrestling <laughs> masked hedgehog with a plucky personality uh it has two utility moves the first is rock and pose which uh, debuffs the opponent's special attack it also has Icy Flex, which is a magical utility that uh, debuffs the opponent's physical attack. It's rounded off with Moonlit Throw and Sneaky Grenade, which are uh, uh, two sneaky moves, one physical, one special. It has eight hit points, eight physical attack, which is very strong, three special attacks. So it's probably going to be using that Moonlit Throw a lot more than it's going to be using the Sneaky Grenade. And a defense of six, which isn't too bad. So this would be a good tag team partner for the other one to debuff the attacks of its opponent uh, while the vampiric mushroom goes to town trying to do as much damage as possible. So that's kind of just to give you an idea of some of that. You, uh, the, There's a name field, but I leave it blank so that people can either put in something after they generate or put in something and hit enter to see what the spreadsheet generates for them. I have a very basic idea of the world of creature battling these are uh let's just call them genetically modified creatures created by science and given in pairs to quote managers when they turn 30 years old so when a person turns 30 they are gifted two creatures to have their creature tag team tussling adventure i decided that um chimera type were formerly referred to as typeless and ignored by the creature tussle commission for quote breaking the type matrix recent lobbying have made it possible for chimera type to be used in official tussles so they're a newer type of creature on the scene so i'm just trying to add a little bit of flavor to the world uh in the document which will be released as i said alongside this episode so look forward to that head over to the hasterpg.itch.io for that download uh it's going to be free because of the current situation that i'm not going to be talking about you can make your own creatures and battle them against your friends i'm hoping to eventually turn this into a maybe a larger project uh that has its own kind of world setting uh, and rules for more complicated things like, you know, maybe your manager has stats that affect creatures in some way. So look forward to that on some future date that I couldn't even imagine. Well, I've talked for about half an hour by myself in a room alone. Let's call it good there. You can check out Grim Designs on social media. Shoot us an email at grimdesignpod at gmail.com or check out Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Grim Designs pod on all of those formats. I like to take my favorite little clips of each episode and throw them up on the Instagram and Twitter uh, for an added little chuckle. Send those to your friends and see if they like the sound of the show. And please, if you've downloaded one of the games and played it, let me know what you think. Shoot me an email, send me a message on Facebook, wherever you like to send messages. And of course, if you have a podcast software that lets you rate a podcast, 
why don't you rate this one? Rate it five stars, even though this time it was just me alone in a room talking to you in your ear and do, talking a lot about like dice and math and just wasn't that wasn't that fun. Big thanks to my Casio Tone CT310 for the <laughs> Creechies battle theme that you heard at the start of this episode uh, to avoid using kind of the more spooky and serious uh, style theme that we use to kind of keep us all in more of a positive mood. And with that said, let's let's ro- DJ play that track. Let's let's fade out on it. And until next time, have a great oh boy. Can't believe I actually called that the battle theme. That wasn't the battle theme. That's like the intro, like menu music at best. Here, hold on. Here's the here's the battle theme. But Casio keyboard. Bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to sobelowmedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.